Welcome to the Jason Sweeney Music Podcast. I met with Carl from Wall to Wall Music in Livingston, which is a family-run business run by Carl and his wife Sarah. Wall to Wall is a music shop specialising not only guitar setups and repair work, but also lessons, new and pre-owned musical instruments, and it has a cafe, a practice room, and provides in-store events. Carl also has a rich musical background, so sit back and listen to what myself and Carl chatted about. Enjoy! Sitting with Carl from Wall to Wall Music in Livingston, and my first question to Carl is, why do you do what you do? I ask myself that every day. Um, the reason that I do what I do and that we do what we do is, on a personal level, I love guitars and music. I started playing guitar when I was 13, and I've pretty much loved it ever since. Um, secondary reason as to why we, being me and my wife Sarah, do it is... For as long as we've stayed in Livingston and for as long as I've been aware, there's been a lack of, you could say, musical provision in Livingston, be that venues or shops or places to get things repaired. So we're plugging a hole. Ah, I see. So, I mean, obviously I've known you for a good while now, but could you tell us a wee bit about the history, where it started? Because, I mean, when I first heard that you were doing guitar repairs, it was it was... It was from a shed, wasn't it? It was. It was a shed. Um, Well, it started off, it was a kitchen and then a shed. Ah. Uh, (laughs) um, So, I mentioned I started playing guitar when Mm -hmm. I was 13. Um, I got my first electric guitar when I would have been 14. Um, I had my first electric guitar in bits when I was 14 and a day old. um, Because I've always liked taking things apart and trying to work out why they work. I wasn't always successful, uh, so there was a few trips to repair shops to undo um, my investigations. But uh, that's just always been part of me as a guitar player, as has been fiddling about with uh, guitars as well. Um, so I'd always done that for myself. Um, occasionally done the odd favour um, for friends, and. I guess the turning point for me to the point that I thought I could provide this as a service was that I had taken my guitar to another shop, we won't name any names, um, and I'd paid a decent amount of money for it to be set up. And I guess it was was more a thing to convince myself that it was being done properly when I was paying for it. Mm. Um, But that time I knew for sure I'd gotten the guitar back and the change was negligible. I didn't actually know what they'd done to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point, I thought, you know, I could probably do just as good a job myself. Um, I then done a night course at Annie's Lynn College in musical instrument restoration. I'd done that at night time um, whilst I was working full time and absolutely loved it and it kind of uh, confirmed that uh, I knew as much as maybe I suspected, I was a little, you know, a little bit further ahead than some of the other people that had been going there for a bit. I learned a whole lot, got to do some more uh, fiddly stuff, and just kept working away on that. And then I, uh, I mentioned that I'd done some repairs for friends. I'd done one for a work colleague. Um, he was over the moon with it. It was a guitar setup. He told a friend who I didn't know, and so. That person came to me and asked me to do the same. Uh, charged the money. Uh, he didn't ask for the money back. So 
it just snowballed from there. Um, and then I started doing them in our kitchen on the, the breakfast bar. Pretty soon we didn't get enough space on the breakfast bar, so it turned into a huge shed down the bottom of the garden. I've got my wife to thank for pulling up the trees for that. <laughs> um, and it got to the point where there was a tipping point where I was working full time. Um, there was the potential to do the guitars full time. But it was like a chicken and egg situation because I didn't have the time to do it full time unless I left the actual full time job. But if I didn't leave the actual full time job, I might not have the time to do it. <laughs> so we made a decision. We'd been saving up for a, a wedding and we saw a premises had come up in Livingston. We decided to come and have a look just for a laugh and pretty much agreed to take it there and then. We had quite a few months to go until our wedding at that point, um, about nine months, and we thought, what the hey, we've got eight months to make our wedding fun back. If uh, we don't make it back, we just invite less of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, and thankfully, thankfully we made it back, uh, and that's it's been that way ever since. We've, we've been growing things ever since. So what we've seen is that this has been a, an amazing success story. It's, it's basically the, the seed has grown into something amazing because um, I, I've seen it grow over the, the last couple of years and it's been great to kind of pop in and um, see what's new in the shop. Not only... Um, I mean, not only... The bread and butter part of repairing guitars are where it kind of started and you know fixing them and doing everything that you do to them. But looking around the shop here, we've got absolutely everything on the walls. We've got just about every kind of string you can think of. We've got local bands. We've got merchandise uh, from you know like teacups. We've got ukuleles. We've got PA systems. We've got all the accessories, basses, guitars, acoustics, everything. So I mean, where where can you go for here? Because I mean. And not to mention probably the, the most sociable aspect of it all is that you can come in and get a cup of tea or a sandwich. Mm. So it's it's an absolute no-brainer for people to visit and find out what's going on. Has is, is that always been something that's well, planned? Or? Like, like I'd said, there wasn't much um, of a provision for musicians in Livingston. Um, it's kind of the land of chain shops and yeah. McDonald's uh, <laughs> restaurants. Um, but when we opened, we yeah we we wanted to do a few things. So when we saw the space we had, we thought you know if we shift things about, we can host gigs in here. Um, we had never run a music shop before, so the only sort of uh, direction that, that we had as far as how we wanted to run things was a list of uh, things about other music shops that kind of left us feeling disappointed. Um, or uncomfortable. So we were never going to be the kind of music shop we were going in and you were chased for a sale. Um, we wanted it to be somewhere that you could come in and just sort of relax and chill out. We wanted to show people coming in that there was music being made on their doorstep so we decided quite early on to try and stock local artists. Um, and it's really just from there, it all comes from what we would want to see in a shop because that's pretty much why we opened it. Um, and every time something comes up we just give it a try. Some things have worked amazingly, some we've tried and then just kind of put to sleep. Um, but we're always learning and we're always trying different things. As, as far as where we'd want to go, 
you always want to get bigger um, you always want to do more and more but we just have to see how things go I hear you I hear you so I mean you you, you started with your passion um, but on top of that you're dealing with the public mm-hmm. and you're meeting a lot of different people yeah what would you say is the important traits that you feel that you have to adopt when dealing with all these different characters and people? Well, I've got quite a, or had quite a varied background as far as jobs I'd had. So I'd collected quite a, a number of, uh, it's like in, at the Pitton Wayne's World where he's shown off all his name tags. That, that was me. <laughs> so I had a background, I'd worked in music retail as far as I had a job in HMV for, for a while. Um, I'd also worked as a helpline advisor for uh, local government um, so you know I was used to speaking to people that were maybe not 100% happy mm-hmm. um, I, you know I've done all sorts uh, I've worked in bars I've DJed at clubs and, and I've, I've done all, all sorts of things and I think it all combines to um, to, to give me like the, the set of skills you would need like if I'd done this 10 years ago before I'd done these jobs mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have been anywhere near as successful and the same goes for you know Sarah she's she's got a lot of experience and she's a trainer at her work so she she knows how to make things better um the important thing is just really to listen to what people want and it's always that so we stock as much as you know we can and I try and think and anticipate as much as I can what people want but we've got a rule that if someone comes in and asks for something to you know that we don't have and it has to be ordered in that becomes our stock then you know unless it's something completely insane um that we have to really hunt around for you know so someone comes in and says oh you've got guitar size but i want a two inch long brass one you're like right well that's fine that's now part of our stock uh, and, and we just go like that and that's why things have grown to where we have we want people to know that we're batting for them and that we're wanting to be the shop that they are hoping to see when they walk through the door. So knowing what you know now from when you first started, and uh, you'd never had, obviously, a, a music shop before, mm-hmm. so from when you started, that steep learning curve, if I could call it, yeah. what, what would be the one thing that you wish you had known before you started your career? Is there anything that pops out? Um, I think... The one, that's a tricky one because I'm not sure even if, you know, if we'd known, if I'd maybe known as much as I do now, we might never have done it because <laughs> we, we do have some pretty, you know, some pretty tough times. I guess our, our biggest struggle is um, with, you know, things that we get in is we, we are quite tight on quality control. Um, so as many guitars, uh, you know, as make onto our walls, we... we return quite a few because we feel they're not up to scratch and um, you know we want people to know that if they're buying a guitar from us it's as good as it can be and it's all set up and ready to play straight away um, so I'd maybe would have hoped to have known that some manufacturers were not as good before I spent money on guitars that mm-hmm. I kind of had to take a loss on Okay, but that's a, that's a pretty trivial thing um, beyond that 
there's not, I don't think there's really anything that I, I could have hoped to have known before we started because it's just been really a big adventure. I suppose a crystal ball would be great, right? But yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it'd be always nice to know what, what's going to come up. But So what advice would you give to somebody wanting to pursue a career in music retail? Um, the first really important part that they have to follow is that they definitely cannot open in Livingston. Um, beyond beyond that, um, I think just be interested. And that, that sounds really silly, but you're going to be around it 24-7 and unless you're really into it and unless you're like me and are an absolute anorak that's pouring over guitar magazines all the time and forever wanting to try out new pedals or amplifiers or instruments or you know all that kind of stuff um, or you know you go on YouTube and watch 10 minute videos of guitar strings being made I think without that you would get quite disillusioned and quite cynical quite quickly so make sure you really like it before you do Excellent, excellent. I think it's um, um, what's important to kind of maybe even mention at this point from you know from an outsider point of view is that how much a social thing this actually is mm -hmm. in the shop because not only one thing that we probably haven't mentioned is that you're bringing artists in. Yeah. You know? And yeah. You, you, and I have to, I cannot let this go, but you brought in Ginger. Yeah. Yeah. Famously known from the Wild Hearts. Uh huh. Famously known from actually probably being involved with quite a lot of other bands, mm -hmm. as much as Nicky Six from Motley Crue as well. He was in a band with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy knows his stuff, and when he did his last solo album, you had him in the shop. What was that like? It was amazing. It was kind of, it was great for us to have it as a business. Um, but the way I almost think of it is, it's like, it's like Ginger was the the hot girl, and I invited her over because I've got the empty, and I had the opportunity, and I took advantage because he's a hero of mine. So I thought I've got this shop, I can get him here, um, and I don't care if anyone else comes, but. Everyone that, that came along had the, the time of their life and uh, he seemed to have a really good time which made me really happy because he'd done a few in-stores and from what we'd been seeing online he hadn't been having a particularly great time as far as how well they were organised. Right. Um, so we ran it like a military operation to make sure he was well looked after and he basically confirmed that to us so that, that made me really happy. Being a fanboy, did they have a rider? And if so, what was on it? He actually didn't. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd asked if he wanted anything. Um, the only request that he had was um, some coke. No, uh, <laughs> a, a PA. That was it. Because he'd, he'd had in-stores where I think he'd turned up to and they just asked him if he could sing really loud, which isn't right. really ideal. Right. So, um, yeah, he just asked for pretty basic stuff, a PA that he could plug you know, backing mm -hmm. tracks into... Um, and just to be looked after, and we we bought him a slab of tenants or something like that right. that went back into the bus with him. But just going to ask you a, a, a straightforward question, uh, more about you personally, if that's uh -huh. all right. I was going to ask you to name three artists that have influenced you. Right. Okay. So Ginger definitely. Mm -hmm. um, it's a tough, a toughie. So, no, well, no, actually, do you know what? It's not because 
I guess what got me really in, into guitar, so the, the first artist I, I saw The Darkness when I was 18 at a music festival, and up until then, I hadn't really listened to a wide variety of bands. Um, and I fell in love with them, and then every interview that they'd done, I uh, wrote the list of bands that they stated that they were influenced by, and then went down the rabbit hole of following those bands, and because of them, I found a lot of the bands that I like, so they were a big influence just as far as changing the direction of what I listened to and it led me into more guitar-based music, so it helped with the interest in guitar. Um, Ginger, because he has this amazing attitude, so the only reason that he started singing was because no one else would do it. And I think that's an amazing attitude, is like if no one else is going to do it, you just have to do it yourself and make the best of what you've got. And that's something that I try and do every day. Um, and the last one, um, Cliff Richard, just because I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> and as far as the shop goes, where can listeners connect with you online? So most of our activity is on our Facebook page. Um, which is facebook.com forward slash wall-to-wall music Livingston. Um, we've got a website, which is wall-to-wallmusic.co.uk. We've got an Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, I think that's everything. I can't think of anything else that we could be on. I'm not young enough to be on TikTok or <laughs> anything. We might start a YouTube channel at some point. Yeah. Um, if I manage to, to get my backside into gear and get some uh, equipment but beyond that just go to our Facebook you'll see everything that happens there and the last question is from Frank age 5 he wants to know what is your favourite colour of guitar my favourite oh um, <laughs> that's actually quite an easy one so out of so I've got seven guitars and five of them are white so I'd say a white guitar white that, that goes but actually influences I can add a third one instead of Cliff Richard sorry Cliff um, James Dean Bradfield from the Manic Street Teachers yeah. because they were pretty much the band I listened to from the age of 12 up until 17, 18 um, so he played a white guitar Justin Hawkins from The Darkness played a white guitar um, and it's just a cool colour so we'll say white Cal, thank you so much for your time Thanks today for that's me. been brilliant Thanks I appreciate it gotten to know Cal over the years from using his services within the shop and one thing that is really apparent uh, to my experience and today is how customer focused this family business is. You won't ever walk into wall to wall and be faced with some sales pattern and it's really just all about the customer experience. At the end of the day it is a business and it's there to make money but how amazing is it that the heart of what it does is deeply rooted within the community. I'm looking forward to supporting and watching Carl and Sarah in the future and helping support this fantastic family-run business.